From Happy Cat Studios in Indianapolis, Indiana, it's the Rick's Rambles podcast for the week of June 13th, 2022. Fun facts. Is there something you've always wanted to try but have just never quite got around to it? Well, that's what today's fun facts are kind of all about. Holly and I have both expressed an interest in learning to juggle. We've even got juggling balls, beanbags actually, here to learn, but we've just never quite got around to it. Well, today we're going to talk about juggling, which is the art, of course, of throwing things up in the air, catching them, and throwing them back up again. The most common props in juggling are balls or beanbags, but you also will see people juggling such things as knives and torches and even chainsaws. So here's some fun facts about juggling. Juggling has been around for at least... 4,000 years. The first recorded evidence of juggling has been seen in the ancient Egypt hieroglyphics in the Beni Hassan tomb. Evidence of juggling has also been seen in other cultures throughout the world, including the ancient Chinese, the ancient Greeks, Aztec Indians, and Native Americans. During the Middle Ages, jugglers were looked down upon by the church, and so they could only perform in marketplaces, streets, fairs, or, most commonly, drinking houses. Eventually, kings began to find men who could entertain, and they became known as jesters or court jesters. Most jesters used juggling to entertain their audiences as well as jokes. In 1768, Philip Ashley opened the first modern circus. A few years later, he employed jugglers to perform acts along with the clowns and animal acts. Since then, jugglers have been most closely associated with circuses. Up next, the most recognizable form of juggling is toss juggling, in which objects are thrown into the air, caught, and thrown up again. Jugglers often refer to the objects that they juggle as props. Today, some performers, of course, use more dramatic things, as we've already mentioned, such as torches, knives, and even chainsaws. Well, I hadn't really thought about this, but this is fascinating and makes a lot of sense. Juggling can have many benefits. It develops concentration, hand-eye coordination, and patience. When heavier balls are used, juggling can even help to improve upper body strength and agility. Up next, when learning to juggle, many people start out with scarves and then move to beanbags and finally graduate to balls. Rings are the easiest to use when juggling a large number of items. In 2002, Albert Lucas set a world record by juggling 13 rings for over a half hour. Well, there's a pattern to juggling, and the normal, normal juggling pattern is called a cascade. In the early to mid-19th century, variety and vaudeville shows decreased in popularity due to competition, especially in the 20th century, from motion pictures and then television and radio. Juggling suffered as a result. Today, juggling has become a sport and a competitive hobby. There are many clubs and associations for people who wish to join and have an interest in juggling. There you have it, a few fun facts about the art of juggling. It's long been known the positive effects that music can have on our mental and emotional well-being, as well as our physical health, and that's what today's good news story is all about, with a little bit of a twist. Dancing to musical rhythms is a universal human activity. Now, researchers have found that musical beats don't just feel good, hearing them also enhances our brain function. In a study recently published in Scientific Reports, researchers from the University of Tacuba have revealed that music with a group can significantly increase measures of executive function and associated brain activity in participants who are moved by the music. Music that elicits the sensation of a groove, that feeling of wanting to move to the music, elicits feelings of pleasure and enhances our brain levels. Exercise, of course, has similar positive effects and is known to enhance executive function. This may be the effect of listening to groove music. Groove rhythms elicit groove sensations and positive effects 
effective responses, but we did not know until now whether they influence executive function, says Hadake Soya. Accordingly, in our present study, we conducted brain imaging to evaluate corresponding changes in executive function, that thought process that helps us detail things out, and measured individual psychological responses to groove music. To do this, the researchers performed functional near-infrared spectrography. <laughs> How's that for a word? With a color word matching task to determine executive function before and after listening to groove music. They also conducted a survey about the subjective experience of listening to groove music. The results were surprising, says Professor Soya. We found that groove rhythm enhanced executive function and activity, and the participants reported that music elicited a strong groove sensation, and they found themselves more clear-headed and more able to solve problems. In fact, these psychological responses to listening to groove rhythm could easily predict changes in executive function and activity. Our findings indicate that individual differences in psychological responses to groove music modulate the corresponding effects on executive function. As such, the effects of groove rhythm on human cognitive performance may be influenced by familiarity and beat processing ability. Strategies for enhancing executive function have a wide range of potential applications from preventing dementia in elderly people to helping employees enhance their performance. Furthermore, the positive effects of groove music on executive function could include the positive effects of positive emotions. This could help explain the many positive benefits of dancing or even any other kind of exercise, even as simple as house cleaning, while listening to groove music. Well, I will be the first to admit that I am not all that familiar with groove music. But next time you're having a hard time concentrating, you're having a hard time solving a problem, why don't we put some groove music on and see if that helps. Our good news story for the day. Y'all will never know how much I appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day to listen to the Rick's Rambles podcast. You know, it's just my way of trying to make the world a little more kind, a little more gentle, a little more positive place. I appreciate those of you who share it on your social media. Thank you so much. If you'd like to support the podcast, well, that's the simplest thing to do is just share it on your social media and let people know what you're listening to. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, there's a couple of ways you can do that. You can buy me a cup of coffee and there's a link in the show notes about that. And I have a brand new merch store with a few t-shirts and coffee mugs that you can pick up and wear Rick's Ravels wherever you go. And I'll put a link to that also. Once again, you are appreciated. In a poll provided to us by TopTens.com, they polled their readers and asked what the 10 best fast food restaurants in the United States were. So we're going to go through this list, and uh, I'll give you my thoughts on each one of these. Well, first up, it's McDonald's. It's no surprise that came in at number one. By the sheer number of restaurants they have, there is a McDonald's on every corner, it almost seems like. You know... About once a year, I get a craving for a Big Mac, and i got to say, their fries are just about the best fries around, but I we very seldom hit a McDonald's or any fast food restaurant for that matter, but I can certainly see how that's number one. Number two is a big surprise to me, Subway. I do not get the allure of Subway. If I want a lunch meat sandwich, I'll make me a lunch meat sandwich at home. I find them a little bit overpriced, but... 
apparently they're quite popular. Number three is Wendy's. I like a Wendy's once in a while. It's a good burger. I like their fries. I keep threatening to try that old trick of dipping your fries in a Frosty. I've never done that yet. That might be an interesting video project. Up number four, Burger King. I like a good flame broiled burger. I like Burger King. I do not care much for their fries, but certainly popular here in the United States. Number five, Taco Bell. Well, <laughs> not a fan of Taco Bell at all. If I want Mexican food, I'm going to go to a Mexican restaurant. I get why it's so popular, especially at one or two o'clock in the morning, but not a fan. Number six, Kentucky Fried Chicken. I like good KFC. Our local one took their extra crispy off the menu. I don't think that's nationwide. I love the extra crispy fried chicken. Up number seven, Chick-fil-A. Well, I typically don't hit Chick-fil-A, but it is very popular. I don't really have a lot to say about them. I haven't had enough to really say what it's like. Up number eight is a surprise to me because I don't think of it as being fast food. Pizza Hut. I've not had Pizza Hut in years, but I love their thin and crispy pizza. I wonder if they've changed. I should go. Number nine, Dairy Queen. For the first time in years the other night, I got a burger from Dairy Queen because I was short on time. I needed to hit a drive through and there was one right around the corner. You know what? It was quite tasty. I'll be back. And number 10, Five Guys Burger and Fries. I know I'm going to make a lot of you a little bit angry, but I've never had a good experience at Five Guys. I think they're one of the most overrated restaurants around. There you have it, the top 10 best fast food restaurants in the United States. And it's time for our special days of the week. Today, Monday the 13th, is World Softball Day, and it's National Weed Your Garden Day. Tuesday the 14th is the birthday of the Army. It's Flag Day. It's National Bourbon Day, and it's National Strawberry Shortcake Day. Wednesday the 15th is Go Fly a Kite Day, National Lobster Day, and it's National Nature Photography Day. Thursday the 16th is Fresh Veggies Day, National Fudge Day, and World Sea Turtle Day. Friday the 17th, World Crocodile Day, and it's National Flip-Flop Day. Saturday the 18th, International Picnic Day. Let's all go on a picnic. It's National Sushi Day, and it's World Juggling Day. Now you know where we got our fun facts from. And we'll wrap the week up on Sunday the 19th. It's Garfield the Cat's birthday, National Watch Day, who still wears a watch, and it's Father's Day. Once again, thank you so much for joining me today. I so appreciate it. Until next week, be kind to as many people as you can, as often as you can. We'll start right now, and we'll make the world a better place.